Hello there. You're listening to The Box Office Show. I'm Ryan Hill. And I'm Dylan Johnson. Today we're going to be talking about the box office numbers from last weekend and our box office predictions for this upcoming weekend. We'll also be doing an update for the 2023 box office draft to take stock of where we're at with our rosters following a hectic, surprising, and exciting summer movie season. Dune 2 has been delayed. That is the uh, the most tragic news I've ever had to report on this show. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard it. in my life. Oh, my God. Uh, I feel like a god right now. I feel like I willed this into existence. I feel like I feel like we did the draft picks, and I felt so shitty about my position and was so confident that I was going to lose that I willed success into reality. <laughs> Out of thin air, like a god among men. This is crazy. Oh, my God. His ego just blew up three sizes. Yeah. It's like the Grinch. Some people have ego deaths. I had an ego life. (laughs) (laughs) This is insane. An ego evolution. The, uh, yeah, we have another installment of the release date shuffle, courtesy of Mm -hmm. the strike. Woohoo. And that also means a big shakeup for the draft. So all the implications of that we will discuss later when we talk about the grosses for the films that have released from our rosters so far and we will give a cumulative tally so far of what our uh films have grossed and then we'll talk about what i need to do in order to win with uh my as of yet non-existent fifth film on my roster because dune 2 is gone but yes dune 2 which was slated for november of this year has now been delayed to March of 2024. It is among a few other Warner Brothers films that have been delayed, although all the other ones were already slated for 2024. Godzilla and Kong delayed by a month to April, and then Lord of the Rings War for Rohirrim delayed to December of that year. So far, the Wonka, Color Purple, Aquaman 2, those films all coming out within like five days of each other in December, they... (sighs) are remaining where they're at. Um, But yes, we've seen uh, Warner Brothers do a shift. We've seen Sony do a shift. We'll have to see if Marvel ends up doing something uh, quite soon or Disney. But yeah, it seems like this is suggesting that the strike may continue through October and then even into November. Since they're delaying this, likely because they wanted to use the star power of Dune 2 to promote the film, but since mm-hmm. actors are not allowed to promote films during the strike, I guess they've decided they will wait it out, delay it, so that they can use the uh, actors later on. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that is, fucking sucks. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. That is a it, long fucking strike for no goddamn reason. Very, very unfortunate. Goddamn um, Producers Guild. But yeah, that does, it. it is being such a high-profile film, getting pushed, it does seem like we're going to have to wait out at least a few more months for the strike to end. But hopefully, I mean, hopefully by the end of this year, certainly it'll be finished. Yeah. Where's Bob Barker when you need him, you know, let's make a deal. So is that Bob Barker? Is let's make a deal. Bob Barker. Let's make a deal. The the game show. Let's make a deal. 
Yeah, I was not a uh, uh, let's make a deal watcher. What? I can't right? give you deal or no deal, Howie Mandel. <laughs> but uh, let's make a deal. I was not a, not a watcher of that. Were oh, you? shit. Bob Barker was Price is Right. Let's make a deal. Isn't Let's Make a Deal a show? Am I crazy? Do I have to cut this because I'm stupid? <laughs> Did I make a bad reference? Let's Make a Deal is a, a game show let's from 2009. It's a TV show. Yeah, let's make a season deal. fourteen. What am I fucking crazy? Who hosted the damn thing? It was a classic TV show of the nineteen sixties. Let's make a deal, host. Who am I? Who the fuck am I? I know Wayne Brady. I know Wayne Brady's hosting it now, but who hosted it originally? Bob Hilton, Billy Bush. Who the fuck are these people? Billy Bush. Wasn't he the uh, Monty Hall? Monty Hall hosted the original. Let's make a deal. I'm going to cut all this shit out. <laughs> God damn it. Mark it down, brother. Bob Barker. Obviously, Bob Barker's price is right. I'm so fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. Bob Barker's dead. You he killed did. him. Oh, what? you have to leave this in now. Bob Barker what? is dead. Longtime Price is Right host dies at 99. One hour. What? Ago. Are you kidding me? I just killed Bob Barker? <laughs> I cannot believe this. You... Oh my god, you misattributed him to a different I am god. show, and he died because of it. Oh my god, I willed it into existence like god. <laughs> That's you horrible. Oh no. Oh my god. This is horrible. That is horrible. Rest in peace. That's on. Wow, 99. God damn so it. What the fuck? What have I done? I can't believe this. This is the crazy... I have to leave it in now. Shit. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Live on the air. Good God. <laughs> crazy. It is with profound sadness that we announced that the world's greatest MC who ever lived, Bob Barker, has left us. Publicist he Roger truly Neal was. said in a statement Saturday. He truly Neal, was the greatest. Yeah. Bob Barker was a television legend who was very committed to the Hollywood community, as well as being a huge proponent of uh, animal welfare said Walk of Fame producer Anna Martinez, he will be missed. Wow. Then You're maybe received. they'll maybe they'll never settle with the with the strike because the price will never be right anymore. <laughs> well, how dare you uh defame him like that when he's already defame gone. him, he's a god. He's a the legend. body's not even cold. Don't invoke his show like that. Um, I already did it, it killed him. <laughs> I know. So at least have the respect to not do it again. I can't oh my this god! You killed the next prices, right, host? This is um, so sad. Could you imagine if Wayne Brady died while we were talking about? <laughs> no, stop. Oh my god, this is wow. insane. So, how long? When was he? When did he stop um, hosting the show? <sighs> a few years, like that's what I'm trying to find. Right? I can't see because yeah, he started in the 70s, 76, um, but I can't find when he when his last episode was. 2007. He retired from The Price is Right in 2007. And it was, um, who was it for a long time? It was, what's his name? From also, who, who also did, uh, God, fuck me. What's his name? <laughs> well, don't name him or you're going to kill him now. God damn it. Um, it was uh, Drew Carey. Drew Carey. Thank you. Fucking yeah. A. God, every time I mention someone on this show, it's like Death Note. <laughs> they just die. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I can't believe that happened. That's so wow. sad. It is. 
that's truly tragic. It was me of one of my one of the there's like a YouTube channel I used to watch, um, and they would there was a running gag where if they would mention a person in a video, that person mm-hmm. was now like at risk of death, similar to the death note thing. They killed Muhammad Ali. That was one of the more famous ones. They had quoted a bunch of his stuff, and then like a few days after the video, he had died. Craziness. Never have I seen it happen on air. This is insane. <laughs> his name and he's dead. An hour ago. Oh my god. That's insane. Man. Wow. All right, we gotta Bob we gotta we gotta move on back to the show because now I'm getting sad. Yeah. I can't believe this happened. Fuck Let's me, go. dude. <laughs> Ahsoka got released, whatever. <laughs> yep, uh, Ahsoka has now released its first two episodes. I don't know if it'll be an eight-episode or ten-episode series, or at least for this first season. It may go to multiple seasons. Are you going to watch this show in the no. near future? I didn't even watch Rebels. Why would I watch Ahsoka? I mean, that's a good point. I I have to check up on, because like it's Clone Wars stuff, okay, but Rebels, because they have some Rebels it's characters. for sure Rebels. How intense is it going to be leaning into the Rebel stuff? Pretty heavy. Yeah. Thrawn is the is the bad guy, and Ezra's supposed to be in it, so it's pretty heavy. Yeah, I mean, Thrawn I could do without Rebels. I mean, it, the general gist of him makes sense, but I feel like, yeah, with the whole rest of the Rebels team, that would be a barrier. Cause I don't know if that show was really... Uh, up to par of like going through and watching it's not Clone Wars let me tell you that much yeah Uh, did you try and watch Rebels are you speaking from like a knowledgeable no I've never once tried so maybe it is as good (laughs) I have no idea it's very possible that it's good but I don't like the animation as much I've seen a couple episodes yeah the animation definitely was a big barrier at the jump I was like don't like that they're doing this it just doesn't look good that it killed Clone Wars in order for it to exist that always left a bad taste in my mouth as well um and then, but Clone Wars got a revival that was better than anything we could have ever imagined. Yeah. Incredible so final season to Clone Wars. Ended oh up well. Uh, it turned out well in the end. But yeah, with Rebels, I know I, I'd seen a couple episodes and it, it did seem to be like much more, I don't know, not uh, as profound or deep or getting into interesting elements of the lore as Clone Wars, I thought, did. Um, like that sort of anthology approach they had there was very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um but who knows if I hear great things about Ahsoka, I may go and uh, dabble in some Rebels, or maybe I'll watch a recap video and allow me go. to get into it. Um, in other news, National Cinema Day mm-hmm. is happening Sunday, August 27th. So it's happening. It's the second annual uh, appearance of National Cinema Day. Yay. $4 tickets everywhere, including... Woo! Premium formats. That's crazy. 40X, RPX, IMAX. $4. What are we going to go see tomorrow, Ryan? What are we seeing? Um, It's cinema day. Good question. Go. I'm kind of busy, but there may be a portion in the middle of the day that I can do, like an afternoon. But when do you work? Don't you work? I got off at 3. Um, then, yeah, we'd have to see. Because it's towards like the later afternoon is when I'll get occupied again. What are you doing? Bob Barker's funeral? Peeps I'm hanging out with, but also, yeah, I may have to reschedule to attend Barker's funeral. Um, Can't believe that happened. God so damn. we have a great selection, though, if we did end up being able to go. There's all the films that are currently out, plus some reissues of earlier films that came out in the summer or before the summer. Mario is coming back. 
Across the Spider-Verse is coming back. Little Mermaid, Transformers, Elemental coming back. And then even some bigger throwbacks. Jurassic Park for its 30th anniversary is hitting the multiplex. It's in 3D though, which I'm sad about. I don't like that they bring them back. They 3D'd it? Yes. For what? I don't like that they, I don't know. I don't know why. It wasn't even 3D when it came out. How the fuck are they going to do that? Exactly. There is a way. The dinosaur going to pop out of you? Whoa. Multiple times. I mean, they did that with Titanic 3D, though, earlier this year, which I was upset about because I would love to go see Titanic as it was originally shown. It was not originally shown in 3D. Like, if it's a film that was, like, built off 3D Avatar. Like Avatar. Okay, let's do that. But Jurassic Park? What? The, the, The hook for that was never 3D. It was going to see these dinosaurs on the big screen. That's what I want to do. I don't want to see the 3D stuff. Same with Titanic and Jaws and all that. It's like, come on. So that honestly makes me like not want to go and do. Yeah, 3D. I don't want to. It'll see still be 3D. awesome, I'm sure. But like, I just no, want to look bad in 3D because it wasn't designed to be in 3D. Exactly. Can we watch. I want to watch classic movies in 3D, like Citizen Kane or something. <laughs> I think that would be really, really funny. Rear window in 3D. <laughs> yeah. That'd so I don't know why they do that, but there you go. For people that do want to catch in 3D, it will it will be out there. Indeed. Let's do our box office breakdown for August 18th to the 20th. Coming in first place, dethroning the legendary Barbie, Blue Beetle with $25 million. There we go. Mid-$20 million. It's finally happened. Barbie with $21 million in its fifth weekend, so still not too far behind the top spot. Not too shabby at all. Following that was Oppenheimer with a solid $10 million, also in its fifth weekend. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem with $8.5 million. Strays with $8.2 million. Meg to the Trench with $6.7 million, bringing its worldwide total to over $300 million. That's crazy. Million. $300 by the way, million? Yeah, $300 and million. It had $300 and a million dollars. With a worldwide total of $1.3 million. <laughs> it made $1 million and $300. So, uh, yeah, it's gross more than things like The Flash. That's wild. That is really crazy. There's definitely going to be a Meg 3 then. Mm-hmm. Wild. Meg 3D. <laughs> oh my God, is. please do it. Please. <laughs> they have to. They have to. Just to fall in line with Jaws, they have yeah, to. They must. Following Meg 2 was Talk to Me, 3.1 million. Haunted Mansion, 3 million. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning still holding on with 2.7 million. And it finally beat out Sound of Freedom. It got 2.6 million this weekend, so it was just barely. But thankfully, finally, Mission Impossible was able to surpass Sound of Freedom. Yep. And the box office predictions for August 25th to August 27th, one big entry coming in is the new Gran Turismo movie. I can't see it making more than 30 million. I'm going to go with 26. Uh, That's a good guess. I'll say 22. All right. Any any bumps you think we'll get for National Cinema Day? I'm very excited to see how it turns out because things like Barbie and Oppenheimer, like they're still juggernauts anyway. So I imagine they're going to get a huge boost. Yes. Um, things like I'm hoping, you know, things like Mission Impossible will be able to do quite well and get a nice bump. What will be most interesting is things like Mario and uh, Spider Verse, like the things that are returning to theaters if that'll drive people to go see it if they weren't able to before and now that it's like a lower cost um if they're gonna be able to come out in droves for them it mm-hmm. won't be too much but i can see like 
five to eight million maybe for something like Mario or Spider-Verse, which again, the $4 tickets, it'll need to be a lot more people going to see it in order to get like 5 million, 8 million, things like that. But it was successful last year. Like I remember going, I forgot what I saw. I should try and go back and like look that up, but it was popping. So I'm imagining this year, it'll probably do really well again. Yep. I can't wait. I can't wait to see the bump. Uh, I can't wait to see the bump. (laughs) Woo! Yeah. All right. Let us now dive into an update on the 2023 box office draft, which very, uh, very curious because in the beginning of the year, it seemed like it was a done deal. One of our more boring drafts since it was almost assured who the winner would be. And now we have a very different situation, a close game nail biter situation and a lot of curveballs have been thrown during the course of the past eight months nine months really to help us get to this point so mm-hmm. where we're at now most films have come out all of yours and four of mine mm-hmm. so we have a pretty good understanding of where we're at in terms of the draft so let's go through the films we have uh let's just go in order of the highest grossing Mm-hmm. So my highest grossing right now is Mario, $1.35 billion. Yours. Barbie with $1.29 billion, very close, and still counting. I mm-hmm. think I will surpass your Mario total. Uh, certainly. I think it's all but a shoulder at this point. Um, but how high will it go, we will see. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that in a bit. Some of our predictions for these remaining films um, that still have some life in them. Guardians was my second highest with eight hundred and forty-five million. My second highest was Oppenheimer with seven hundred and twenty-five million. Little Mermaid with five hundred and sixty-five million for me. Fast X with seven hundred and five million for me. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning, five hundred and forty million and still counting. Ant Man: Quantum Mania, four hundred and seventy-five million. And my fifth film has not come out. Nor does it exist yet. But uh, your fifth film was Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny with a measly $380 million. All right. So we can now talk about our totals for the gross so far. I uh, prevented you from. I, yeah, I see that now. <laughs> what the fuck? Because you keep doing that. I want to get your exact. I, was, I, I, I waited. I waited. Well, he, yeah, but then, okay. For the audience, for the audience on our script here on our shared Google Drive, what he usually does is he will type it out and then black it out so that you just highlight it and you'll be able to see it. And I went to highlight it to look at it, and he just put S S S S S S S. Didn't even put a fucking number. Exactly. So go ahead, go ahead, Mister Man. So here's what's going to be. I want you to to read it out once you see it, and we'll get okay. your reaction of what we have now. So my total gross is. Three point three billion. Three billion three hundred ten million. Exactly. And yours at its current state, you think it'll be higher or lower? I think lower, but I mean close. It is. Oh, it's higher. It's three billion five hundred seventy five million. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Get fucked. So we have a difference of 265 million right mm-hmm. now. Correct. So your thoughts, your reaction to this point in the draft where you're at, your your total gross so far. I'm happy with it, but not 
super satisfied. It is very close. Absolutely. You're going to have to, you, the, the, the problem is the movie you have to pick probably has to make 300 million in order to beat me. Cause my, cause Barbie and Oppenheimer are still counting up. I think it's going to end up being a 300 million to $400 million difference. That's what you think the final difference, like once Barbie, Oppenheimer, Mission Impossible finish their where do you, run. Where do you think Barbie and Oppenheimer are going to end up? Because I think Barbie's not going to go past 1.35 or 1.4, I mean. Right. I think it'll end there, 1.4. So that gives it $170 million, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think Oppenheimer will end up around $825 million, Although I've seen some things because it recently opened in korea and china um so those are new markets and yeah you know there's been some discussion of perhaps a vested interest in seeing a film about the atomic bomb that was dropped on you know their biggest enemy ever so that plus the whole christopher nolan factor as well he's um pretty popular over there anyway like these could be new markets that are gonna help give juice to oppenheimer even though it's already been doing extremely well with its holds and all the markets it already has opened mm-hmm. in the new markets, yeah. obviously that's just going to be favorable for it. So I don't know that it'll lift it up to like 900 million. Um, I still think like 810 million to 25 million is where it'll end up. But mm-hmm. I'm assuming I'm like, what I have here is sort of a worst case thing. So assuming 170 million for Barbie and then we'll say 125 million for Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. And then say, 10 million for Dedrick. <laughs> it can't make that much more. It's already falling off the top 10. Right. But I'm hoping. <laughs> I think it's got like praying. 30 million left in it. Praying. I think about 40 million. I'm praying that they're going to do an IMAX re release. Yeah. Since no. Things like Dune are gone and the strikes are still happening. Nothing's in September. So I'm hoping, hoping they'll be able to do that um, and bring in more people domestically. Wouldn't it be great if they re released Oppenheimer or they kept Oppenheimer in IMAX and just pushed it even more? I would hate that so much. I would love um, it. So, I mean, it's making more money than Mission Impossible. Why would they put Mission Impossible back in IMAX? Well, Mission Impossible only made one, or only had one week in IMAX, though. And I think it did well in IMAX. It's just the exclusivity agreement with Nolan forced it out of IMAX better. theaters. And that definitely was a hit on it. Mission Impossible, very unfortunate circumstances. Mm. Um, with the whole Barbara Harmon thing, and then losing IMAX, and then the strike, yeah. and then Sound of Freedom. Not great. But I'm assuming that... There will be some more uh, left in the tank. I'm hoping, yeah, like 35, 40 million. I hoped it could get up to 600 million. Doubt it. It doesn't seem like that'll be the case, but we'll see. Nah. Um, but, and then I'm assuming like five to 10 million for Dial Destiny as well. I think it still has some like international markets where it's lingering in. Yeah, um, apparently. That's, that's, that's chump change. Yeah. So. Yeah, that brings that's like three hundred million basically that I'm adding on to yours, give or take. Again, like the mm-hmm. forty million for just possible that you know takes some out. So I'm assuming like five hundred and forty ish million is what I think uh-huh. the difference will be. But I'm gonna put it in the range of like five hundred mil to six hundred mil. Okay, I think is what it'll be. I think that's gonna need to be the distance I need to close with the fifth film. That's a um, that's a big distance to make. It is. So it'll be... It's, it's a little daunting. I feel confident, but not know. super confident. I still think there might be one more movie in the year that could make that push. Yeah, that's I the thing, because it's be. it's achievable. If it were like a it's billion, it's insurmountable. But if it's we, we 500 call it, to it's close. It's, it's close. close. 
this is a this is a good year. This is really it exciting. is. It turned into such a crazy. We would not have expected this. You were so downcast during I'm our so, recording. Oh my god, dude, I was so depressed. <laughs> like literally, we we hadn't we, even finished we, the draft, and you yeah. had already been like, "I hate this. I'm so sad." I'm like, "Wow, we did." I it was again. so confident I was going though. to lose. Yeah. <laughs> And then so now, were you when we did that draft, were you confident you were gonna win? Yes, of course. I was like, easy, so easy. This man, because I knew at that point in time Quantumania was already gonna disappoint. So I was like, yeah. that's one flop right there. Hey man, that was my wild card pick. I spun <laughs> a wheel on that shit. You did. I was really hoping for Little Mermaid. Which would have done better. Yeah. I was assuming that Diamond Destiny, like that was a wild card. I didn't think it would actually break out to be like a billion hits. I should not have picked out when it's way more like... than I thought it would, which is helpful. Um, but yeah, I thought that Little Mermaid would do slightly better. I thought Mission Impossible would do better. Again, just the circumstances. Yeah, Mission Impossible was very was disappointing. Rough, very rough. Not even close um, to a billion. Yeah. And then Flash as well. I thought that thing would do, would do good. Come on. It was Keaton coming back. It was supposed to be good. Huge All this hype around it. And they made nothing. Like, that's insane. Also, so, my swap up of picking Oppenheimer instead of Aquaman was a very good choice. That too. Which I was, because at that point I already swapped mine out, so I couldn't have done Oppenheimer. But I was considering it as we got closer. I was like, oh, it would have been cool. So we could each have had a Barbenheimer thing. I was like, it'll do 500 million. It won't do crazy, but it would do solid enough um, to like keep me in there. Mm-hmm. I definitely should have picked Oppenheimer. I should have held off on my selection, waited till Oppenheimer, and then seen the yep. absolute absurd hype. Because even then, like people were saying, fifty million for the opening weekend, yeah, ended up being like eighty what, or ninety million. Yeah, it was eighty million. Insanity. So, yeah, we knew from the jump that first weekend it was going to be wild, and it is. It's going to get eight hundred million. It may surpass Inception to be like his biggest original film. That's crazy. absurd. You could not have told anyone that at the beginning of the year, and they would have <laughs> believed you. Um, so yeah, that was a good choice there. And then you had the Barbie factor. The we Barbie were wondering factor. What would be the talk of Maverick of this year? I you told you. Up, you straight up got it. I was I a doubter. You. I was firmly. I said Barbie's going to make over a billion dollars, and you said no. I scoffed. You did not say a billion. To be clear. I did too. You did not. Not in the original episode. I'm As we got closer, we were like, oh, it'll be a billion. In their prediction episode, like a week or two before, we were like, what do you think we'll get? And you said a billion. Um, but not in the original thing. You were like, I hope it'll be like decent, 500 mil. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, the high end, 500 mil. Easy. Going to be able to clear, like I'll be able to beat that. Um, and then it became it was a my dirty. last pick too. It was my last pick. It was. That's so crazy. that's a... Uh, incredible how this has shaken up um and so where we're at now i had chosen dune 2 earlier in the summer after flash disappointed i said you know what i'm going in on dune 2 i think it'll be able to get me to where it needs to be Mm -hmm. because it had uh 400 million the original did despite coming out in 2021 when the pandemic was still much more of a factor and it was on day and date release with hbo max so i was like a sequel that'll be more action heavy that will not have the pandemic factor that will not be on day and date and it'll have more of a like zendaya presence and more of these like other stars like austin butler florence Pugh. maybe that'll even attract more people to come in so i'm like a lot of things are going for it 
let me uh let me choose dune 2 i wanted to believe in it as well like i want to root for dune 2 i wanted to do well so i was like i'd love to complete my roster with dune 2 and have that be the thing that brings me across the finish line mm-hmm. and now that is a dead dream mm-hmm. because it is delayed to 2024 Great. so before we even get into um the other possible contenders for what's left in this year for dune 2 what are your thoughts about it? Do you think knowing the difference is sort of like 500, 600 mil? I think, think you Dune would have been able to beat I you? think you actually were served a lucky card with it getting delayed because I don't think Dune 2 would have been enough to close the gap. I don't know if any of the movies left will, but I'm pretty confident Dune 2 wouldn't have. So now you're given the opportunity to take another risk and try and go for it. Right. So I think, I, I think you were served a lucky card. I think... It had, it had a crowded month in November, mm-hmm. which definitely was working against it. But it had IMAX exclusivity in the same way yeah. Oppenheimer did for sure. uh, like a whole month. So that I think it being definitely one of those like big blockbuster spectacles that people need to see in theaters and then on the biggest screen possible IMAX. I felt like that would have definitely helped it out. Um, and I just can't see it falling. I can't see it getting past like 480. No, I feel like there's just way more in the tank. I feel like day and day and COVID hampered it more than just like. Yeah, but I don't think there's enough interest garnered for it. And I don't see enough advertisement for it. I mean, now that it's pushed, I'm not going to see any advertisement for it. But I don't see enough like. That's why they pushed it because they couldn't do any kind of advertising with the actors, and that's like what they're banking on is right, having the actors big, do interviews and stuff. Yeah, that had been the other factor that would have hampered it is not having the boosts from that. Um, so it would have been a tough situation. I believe it would. I think certainly would have made five hundred million. Um, the question is, could it have gone to six hundred million? I don't think so. And we'll never know. We will never know now. We'll I never mean, know. Obviously, we'll be able to we'll see what it gross in March of 2024, but that'll be a different different situation. I think it'll make more money there than it would have in November. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Because March is becoming more of a, like March this past year was very crowded. We'll have to see with what other things get delayed and whatnot, Mm -hmm. um, how crowded the upcoming March will be. But yeah, I think it'll definitely do better being able to have star power attached with it. But will it have enough of like the IMAX exclusivity? Maybe Mm -hmm. not. I don't know. We'll see. Um, But I think it would have been able to pull out 600 million. Mm-hmm. But now it is, again, something we'll never be able to know. And it doesn't matter because it's it's gone. It's out of the question. So I need a new fifth film for my roster. Mm-hmm. And I know exactly what it needs to do across 600 million worldwide. Yeah, that's tough with what you got left. Go through go through your remaining prospects. What, what's left? So I'm just going to list them all out. There's the Marvels, Ballad of Songbirds, and Snakes. Wish, Aquaman 2, Wonka, Close to the Flower Moon, and Napoleon, and then Migration. So let's go one by one here. Probably the most obvious, biggest contender, the Marvels. Yeah, I mean, it's a Marvel movie. It's sure to make a good chunk of money, but, I mean, look at Quantumania. Right. 465, that's not enough. Exactly. So the factors at play here. Still going to be on strike, potentially, when that happens, so the actors won't be able to do the rounds Mm -hmm. although you know arguably with brie larson doing press junkets that would get a lot of attention but it would also get a lot of hate 
Again, I don't know yeah. how much that materializes in affecting the film, but that would just be a potential controversy that, mm-hmm. you know, the film doesn't need to have working against it. Yeah. But it doesn't have any of the favors of, you know, the pressure against stuff. Um, and, you know, Brie Larson and the other cast members as well, like the girl that plays Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, she seems like, you know, she's like very lively, would be great on a press junket, things like that. Um, but she wouldn't be able to do that. There's also um, the main man, Samuel L. Jackson. He wouldn't be able to be out there and draw his name to it. Mm-hmm. It's a sequel to Captain Marvel. It's not Which named Captain Marvel 2. Which made a lot of money. But yeah, but it very clearly is a sequel to that. That made a billion dollars. Yeah. Came out. That was a heavy hit. Yeah, came out in 2019, a month and a half before in-game. So obviously that was a massive bump mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. But that's the factor of like how much was that? There was Marvel so much interest being... around it because Marvel was like the center of attention at that point. Yeah, Marvel was firing on all cylinders. Um, so was that a big credit to it? Was the end game hype is, yeah. fueling it that much? Or was the first female superhero for a Marvel f- film? Because Wonder Woman had already come out by that point. But like Marvel's first female superhero film was the novelty of that was it the character itself was brie larson was samuel jackson being part of it was it being set in the 90s and having like a different spin on it how much did that stuff contribute to its success or was it mostly endgame hype and marvel being yeah like at its apex that's a question i gotta be honest i don't know yeah i gotta be honest i would not bank on the marvels if i were you interesting i will say not taking any of your advice but you can give it willingly I mean, you have a vested I would, interest. I would in, say, uh, yeah, me off of course, course so. of course. I would say, I'm trying to like put myself in your shoes. Like, what would I choose? And looking at the options, none of these are great. And the Marvels is on the higher end compared to a lot of these movies. But if I had to make a bet of trying to get to six hundred million dollars, I don't think the Marvels is going to do it. Right. It's tough because we also don't know the quality of it, and right. that's so scary. Because um, that'll be a big determining factor. China's in play with Marvel again, but doesn't really help at all i mean it'll give 30 million maybe 50 million but which is important but again it's not gonna be major broken on that Mm -hmm. the other major factor marvel has a floor of 400 million so that already puts it at like a really good level yeah elementals made 400 million shang chi um and then you know ant-man made 475 million so only like three or four films have gotten under 500 million ever Two of them were entirely new. Two of them were Ant-Man. Captain Marvel came out and got a billion dollars. Again, we need to know like how much is that attributable to the character and people wanting to see her. The other thing, Miss Marvel has gotten a Disney Plus show. Uh, Monica Rambeau was part of WandaVision. So these are familiar characters. They're not entirely new. Mm. Although, are they that mainstream? How many people watched WandaVision? How many people watched Miss Marvel? That was like the lowest watched Disney Plus show. Secret Invasion, which isn't like directly tied in, but may have some elements that tie into it. That had mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson. Also very low rated um, and panned by critics. So not great that the two things that are feeding into the Marvels, uh, they weren't amazing successes for Marvel. Uh, so... That's also very dangerous. Notably, the Marvels, something neither of us picked in our initial draft, 
Wasn't even much in the question and not something that has been picked in like the wild card selections. So we've been staying away from it because it, it just has that big question mark over it. But I think it is like because it has the highest floor of all these other films, mm-hmm. it means it also has the highest ceiling. It could get to 700 million, could get to 800 million. Don't think it'll get near a billion or 900 million. But if it's good, if people are excited to see this character again or to meet Miss Marvel on the big screen, things like that, it could do really well. But then there's also superhero fatigue. DC is getting destroyed this year so far. Flash. A lot of that deals with DC's brand itself, the universe reset, Ezra Miller controversies, all that jazz. But Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania... <laughs> That is pretty scary, but, you know, is it just an Ant-Man problem? I mean, that has never been the biggest sub-franchise. Um, or is that superhero fatigue? Guardians did well, but is that because it's the third film, the trilogy capper to a beloved sub-franchise with the original director coming back um, to send it off? You're asking a lot of questions, but you're not giving your opinion here. What do you think about Miss Marvel? Because like I'm showing the thought process. These are what I'm thinking about. I think. Yes, but then what are the answers to these questions in your mind? Like, where do you think it's going to go? Because that's what informs your decision. Well, of course. But we had to go through the remaining prospects. I'm not giving a decision. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, right. Well, then keep Ballad going. Of, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, the Hunger yeah. Games prequel. Yeah. Starring Rachel Ziegler, someone you're fond of, but whose work you have never seen. Correct. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> this film, I think like her attachment don't to say, it don't say her name she'll die <laughs> like bob Jeez. barker oh boy the um the guy that's attached to it they're like young stars but not huge stars it's not having j-law return to it it mm-hmm. has the Hunger games name in front of it the book apparently is really well received like lily thinks it's the best of the hunger games books um i could see it doing well however it's also untested. I mean, it's been, what, almost a decade since the last Hunger Games film. It's coming out in November, which is kind of crowded. It won't have the stars, maybe, to promote it. I'm just, I don't know. I'm worried that it also may not catch fire, as uh, some of the earlier films did in that franchise. hey Hunger so, Games jokes. Real funny. So I'm... Um, I can see a world where it does hit 600 million, right? All of the original Hunger Games films hit over 600 million. Um, Bought. Bought. It's pretty cool. It's a different cinematic landscape nowadays. So maybe it doesn't. Maybe it only gets to around 400 million. That could be be bad. Wish, an original film from Disney Animation, a musical in honor of the 100th anniversary of the company. I... Don't know what to think of this. Is it a Frozen type hit? Don't think so. But can it get close to that? Maybe. Or is it Strange World? Is it, I mean, Lightyear was Pixar, but like these other Disney animation films or uh, animation films that were within the Disney banner? I'm not sure. This is one that is also, it just seems like too unpredictable to count on. Aquaman 2, a film that you once had in your roster. Correct. Uh, I'm not touching this with a 10-foot pole. DC's yeah. just... DC's tanking. 
I'm so glad I swapped it out. What a what a solid choice. Yeah. After seeing Blue Beetle's performance, yeah. Good call. It was between I, I literally debated. I was like, what do I think is gonna make less money? This or Indiana Jones? Like I see what Indiana Jones is making. Do I think Aquaman 2 can make more than $380 million? No, I don't think it will. <laughs> yeah. Not banking on it. So I, I think I made the right call. Wild for a, a film that was a billion dollar. Yeah, um, what a drop off. But that's the thing. It's like that made a billion dollars during a time where, you know, DC was already on the downswing. It was following like Dra- Justice League not doing so well. And it was a billion dollars. Yeah. But it's been five years since then. Things have changed. DCEU is dead. DC films in general are just not doing great. It won't have possibly actor promotion for it. Nothing has come out for it so far. It hasn't mm-hmm. even begun its campaign. Yeah. Um, like People like Jason Momoa, but I just don't know if people are really craving a second Aquaman film at this point in time. So... Who knows? No one really expected the first one to do a billion. Maybe this one can recapture whatever magic it was that propelled that thing to that landmark. But it's just too risky. The Flash making under three hundred million. Yeah, fuck that. I could not have predicted that in a million years. So I don't even want to know how low Aquaman two could possibly go. So if it makes a billion dollars again, wouldn't that be crazy? (laughs) I would talk about talk about disappointing for both of us. I would try too. Wonka, starring Timmy Tim. Timmy Tim. This is uh, an interesting film. It sort of, re- you know, it feels like an old school family film type of thing. Ball, mm-hmm. is that the type of film that becomes a juggernaut nowadays? I'm not sure. Especially since, you know, the star power of Timothy Chalamet is something they want to ride on. Um, will he be able to promote it? Who knows? We've seen Willy Wonka a lot of you know, at least two times major adaptations. They've done well, like their pop culture hits, but this new one, which is from like the Paddington director. So um, we got good hands on the wheel, but I'm just not sure that it is going to do crazy business in the way that I need it to. I think it could get like greatest showman numbers, like Mm -hmm. be that sort of sleeper hit that people just go and see. And it's like a whole family thing that people can go to it. But I don't know they'll be able to cross 500, let alone 600 million. Yeah, I don't know. Hugh Grant as that uh, Oompa Loompa is not promising. Yeah, you were very anti Hugh Grant. I'm so against it. So strongly (laughs) against it. It's so horrifying. (laughs) I don't know. I'm kind of in favor of it. What the fuck? How could you? (laughs) I think it's hilarious, dude. Whatever he's on, like you should see him in um, Dungeons and Dragons, that movie too. My man's just having fun lately. I'm sure I'm, I'm, he would be great in Dungeons and Dragons, but I do not think he would be great as an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> Did you ever watch Paddington or Paddington 2? I have not. Oh, that's a double feature right there. That's what we're doing next movie night. Oh, my <laughs> God. Two of the best movies that have come out in the last 10 years. I mean, fantastic. Yeah, I so love Paddington think and Paddington 2. Bonka. They, were not, no, they were not box office hits, I would say. Uh, I think... If I had to guess, I think Wonka will end up around 350 to $400. I don't think it's going past 400 I think 400 is the ceiling. What I would love to do is draft Killers of the Flower Moon and use 
your most anticipated film of the decade against you to defeat you. Great, yeah, that'd be fantastic. But do you think Killers of the Flower Moon is going to make six hundred million dollars when a month after it comes out, it's just going on Apple TV? Absolutely not. Which is why I can't do it. But it's a terrible choice. It would have been lovely. Would have been amazing. It would have been. It would have been. Likewise, I think it'd be hilarious to take another biopic of a historical figure and beat you with it, Napoleon. Um, But we'll have to see again it's it's a testament to nolan and his filmmaking that oppenheimer who well you can argue back and forth about like the importance of the man that was so critical in developing the nuclear weapon napoleon is definitely more well known of a figure and yet i don't think it's going to come anywhere close to the gross that oppenheimer had so i can't choose that either in good conscience but i think it would have been awesome to do that yeah. Um, and challenge you with a biopic of my own mm-hmm. migration from illumination coming out in december that is an original uh new animated feature they you know illumination is popping right now they've been they killing it man well me minions and uh mario. Mario. mario they are undoubtedly which is crazy to think about because you would assume like pixar had it and will always have it, but they do not. Right now, Illumination is king of the world when it comes to animation. So could this new original feature coming out in the holidays, family film, I don't think there's any other animated film coming out in that month, so they'll have it wide open. Can that propel itself to $600 million? I don't know, and I don't think so. But it is a... a Wild card contender for sure. That's in the mix. Do you have any thoughts on migration? I don't think it's gonna pass three hundred or three fifty. I think that's about where it's. Go- I think it's gonna do the same numbers as um, what's it called? The fuck are we? Uh, ele- elemental. Elemental. I mean, again, elemental. Numbers. Yeah, but not enough. Five hundred million. So that's not enough. That's not close, enough. but that's true. It would not be enough. Oh, it's gonna be so devastating if it's like. It gets five hundred million, <laughs> whatever film I choose, and it's within reach, but it just doesn't get there. It's gonna be so sad. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be great. <laughs> so, yeah, very. I very am dying to know what your selection is. Can I make a guess? Sure. My guess, I think you're gonna pick "Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes." What would you choose if you were I in would, this position? I would choose "Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes." Interesting. Just from a quality standpoint. Okay, so. You think that you liked what you saw in the trailer? I think it comes down to Marvel's and Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I don't think anything else is coming close to 600 billion. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of them will get to 450, maybe 500, maybe even 550. But I think if you want to close that 600 gap and be guaranteed, you're between Marvel's and Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. With how Aquaman, or not Aquaman, with how Ant Man did, coupled with the uh overall response to captain marvel as a character as well as the mar miss marvel show and like the the lack of care for monica rambo's character in wandavision i can't see a lot of desire to go out and see this movie especially without those press junkets of people wanting to watch and, and secret invasion as well of like it just feels like marvel is becoming more less and less interesting and i think guardians did 100 get the push it got because it was a beloved franchise and 
if this was like Marvel peak, like if Guardians of the Galaxy had come out like three years ago, if Guardians 3 came out three years ago, it would have made probably like un, like one and a half billion dollars. And it still only made 846. Like this is like the ultimate finale to the Guardians franchise, which is one of the most successful and beloved parts of Marvel. Mm-hmm. And it is a, the showstopper end to it all. And it still only made 846, which is a lot. But the fact that it didn't cross a billion is is like a sign that Marvel is on a downturn. And I just would not trust the Marvels to ex- to reach 600. I think 400 is the floor. You're right. Every Marvel movie has a 400 floor. But I think it's going to do closer to Ant-Man numbers or like a little bit better than Ant-Man numbers. And so I just wouldn't bank on it. Whereas Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, like, yes, it's been a long time since the Hunger Games movies came out, but those weren't even like... Like some of them were okay, but for the most part, in terms of quality products, they were just decent and they got a lot of attention because the books were so popular. And if Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is like an actual quality product, which it looks like it is, and from all the comments I've heard about the books, it seems like it is, I could see it doing really, really well. There you go. It is going to suffer more than the Marvels, however, from the strike with the actors not being able to promote it. I think the Marvels, no matter what, is going to make a certain dollar amount just because it's a Marvel movie, even if you don't have the actors promoting it. And the Battle of Songbirds and Snakes would certainly be doing better if it had its actors promoting it. I still think it will. It, it has more of a chance to do better than the Marvels does. It's possible the Marvels will make more, but that's a riskier investment, if you ask me. So, fascinating. Let me know. I think it's also tragic that both these films, they open back to back, at least currently. Yep. They're still slated, which, uh, if they're smart, and if they're not going to delay it, because um, that's still up in the air, too. Are they going to delay? Are one of these films going to get delayed themselves? Uh, but what would be ideal for the Marvels is if they would move it up one week so that each of these films get a breathing, some breathing room from each other. They don't cannibalize mm-hmm. each other. They're not gonna do that though. They don't move show. They don't move air dates up this close to release. Well, they also usually don't delay them this close to release. The new the magazine cover for Dune two just came out. Like That's they released, really great. They announced the delay, and then the next day is when the Empire cover came out. So absolutely absurd. So I mean, yeah, we're in crazy times. I feel like they could do it wouldn't it be um, funny if you picked a movie right now and then next week we have to you have to pick a new one because they delay it yeah that's that's upsetting as another possibility mm-hmm. which is why despite all the ado i will not be selecting a film this episode to oh i knew it you have to wait yeah i have to be strategic i, have I to don't wait. blame you i don't blame you. why would you pick now like there's no rush Exactly. Yeah, these films, none of these films was, comes out until November, so it makes no sense to pick it now when things could change. Number one, again, the delay. I would break my heart if I poked, picked again and then something got delayed. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to wait it out, see what factors arise. Maybe the strike gets resolved before then. Mm-hmm. Maybe certain films move um, to more favorable positions. Maybe they get delayed. And I definitely want to be aware of the box office tracking as we get closer to these films because if it turns out that oh we're heading to 40 million opening for the marvels that thing's out of there but we're heading to 100 million mm-hmm. okay i mean that changes the game in a big way so i feel like the- you shouldn't be allowed to wait i feel like you should have to pick like if a movie gets delayed you should have to pick 
Mm, why? Because why would you just be able to exist with four films on your roster? You have to have five at all times. Yeah, but the delay are things that's outside of our control. Yeah, but so now the, you have four films in your roster, so you yeah, have to replace not, one. But it functions now as a if you were a if you were in charge game. if you were in charge of let's say a basketball team and you had a certain number of players on your team and then one of them I don't know died and you <laughs> you would have to replace them before the next game. Sure, but the next game is when the film comes out. We're not then, constantly then, playing a game. But in our terms, the next game would be the next episode we do. So I'll, I will give you until next week's episode to pick a movie, and you got to pick. We're not changing the rules on this. The way it functions is there was no rule set for that. It becomes like a wild card. So you no, know no, no, no. Wild card is different because you're switching a movie you already have. We already I have five. Have Hang on, Flash. Now. You're changing it now because you're worried that my strategy. Now, when when I when I win. had I will when win. I had when I had a movie when I switched my, switched my wild card for Oppenheimer. I didn't go. I didn't go. I'm not going to do Aquaman. I'm going to pick something else, but I'll pick it in a few weeks. I said Aquaman is getting swapped out for Oppenheimer. When the Flash got delayed, or when you decided to swap out the Flash, you didn't say I'm going to not do the Flash anymore because it didn't do well. But I'll pick a movie later. You picked a movie to replace it, so that you had five on your roster. Well, but when my movie got delayed last year, I picked a movie the next week to replace it. That was of your own volition, though. You weren't no. That's though. the rule with the Flash. It's not the rules with the Flash. I chose that just because the new dune trailer came out and so i said oh i want to hop on that now i wanted to call my shot from way out there what i could have done and which you're allowed to do and what you did with oppenheimer is i could have waited until the weekend before dune comes yes, out but you would have still had the flash in your roster which is five movies you can't just walk around with four movies in your roster you're, you can't. you're... We, it, that was no. a, it was obvious i was going to drop the flash like that was not something that was going to stick around so like in technical terms it's like oh i have five on my roster but really it's like i'm just waiting because the flash is still in your roster because i had also announced before i think i gave the heads up you gave me the heads up too of you're like i'm dropping this film i'll announce that whenever time i'm saying here dune 2 which is delayed out of my control that still technically was the fifth film on the roster it is going to get replaced at a point of my choosing so long as it's before the release date of the film that is selected. Those were the rules. I think that's bogus. I think you should pick a movie next week. Uh, no. I will not do so. I will wait until it is the most It's the same thing as like we, when do we do so. our Oscar draft, we pick the movies before we see them. That way we don't we aren't influenced by like the award season hustle and bustle of everything. Like you pick everything in like September or October. Well, yeah, but we did that just because it's fun to pick films that we it's haven't fun seen. To pick we haven't a movie heard based on what you think about. It. You can't just wait until the week before and then pick your movie. No, because I mean we are allowed to. That's what you did with Oppenheimer. You saw it was going to be big, so then yeah. You but I still had Aquaman there. in my draft. So like, if I yeah, had I still not had Dune in my draft, it's just something that won't be able to be executed. They could move it back. You never know. They undelay it. That'd be insane. But it's something that's out of my control. I need to have five films on the I roster. I call bogus. I think we need a, I think we need a third opinion. Now. I'm calling Lillian. I think we need a third opinion. So my selection will be made soon. We have had an off-air slash on-air discussion where we have formalized rules since there was a, a gap in them. There's not an official way to go about dealing with delays. So now that has changed, we have a new official approach. So if a film 
gets delayed, you must make a replacement pick within three weeks. So we will do that, you know, within the next three weeks, and I will make my announcement then. All right. That's all the time we have. If you'd like to give your thoughts on the show, you can email us at theboxofficeshowpod at gmail.com. Our main time theme for the show is Sundown by Joseph McDay. If you like the show, please give us five stars whatever podcast app you're listening to, and be sure to tune in next week. Have a great rest of your day.